The following program is rated TV MAL. It contains strong language and is intended only for mature audiences. Viewer discretion advised. And good after morning, ladies and tonies. You're listening to the Pig Athlete Club podcast, the Pack Podcast, episode 112. If this is your first time joining us, we are the Pig Athlete Club, a touring rugby club and reform meme media platform for the players. We're simply here to make rugby great again, one meme at a time. My name is Sione, and joining me all the way from Manly in Brisbane is Ryan Fellini. Welcome, Danny. Oh, thank you, Danny. What did you say? Say it again. Kaya. K-A-Y-A. Kaya. Maybe that's Kaya. Kaya. Oh yeah, it sounds something like in Samoan. But anyway, you're guessing it's Samoan. Welcome. Uh, no, it's uh, I bet you it's Filipino. Uh, no, um, I'm surprised none of you have uh, cracked onto the code that I'm going on. Uh, first one was Dubai for Dubai Sevens. Next one was oh. the Zulu in South Africa, and then this. Wait, time, that sounded dead set Tongan. This time I've gone. Our promo code is Nunga Pigs. So N double O N G A R P I G S for the that's what they speak in uh, Perth, Western Australia. The local the in, indigenous dialect is uh, the Noongar. So it's Kaya. So uh, treat yourself at the merch store. Thanks to everyone. Actually, people have been going crazy for the tees and uh, a few of the hats went off today. So jump on that and uh, hit in the promo code Noongar Pigs. I tell you what, that fucking intro was Kaya. <laughs> Well, yeah, we can try our best, mate. Uh, let's break some ice, mate. This week's icebreaker question is, if you were a public holiday, what day would you be and why? Well, uh, thanks for asking, Tony. Um, well, well, look, after a deep thought and uh, well thought out pr- plan for this one, um, I'm going to say I'm the king's birthday. Um, look, I'm uh, white of uh, UK descent and look, Fucking, we did all right, you know. We took over a few countries, and and um, uh, you know, fucking, here we are. King's birthday. Oh, nice. <laughs> I look forward to what everyone else is saying, and uh, I've got one for you as well. I've got one for for all of us, including Johnny. Oh, but I'll start with uh, Ironside. I've got Ironside down as Boxing Day. The bloke's twenty, and uh, he looks like he's been punched every single day of those twenty years. Because, uh, yeah, it looks a bit rough for a 20-year-old. I have no idea what Boxing Day means and the idea behind it. But, uh, yeah, he looks he's, he's definitely fighting against the headline gods at the age of 20. So, Oh, mate, yeah. Look, look, it's not looking good for him, is it? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and uh, we'll cross over to Dave a day before Boxing Day. And I've got Dave down as Christmas Day. Used to be a great day, but it's kind of lost its meaning. Uh, you know, it's meant to be Jesus' birthday. But everyone thinks it's about Santa. So it's kind of lost its meaning. It used to be great. Now it's kind of, yeah. And uh, people pretend to like it. People pretend to like Christmas and like, oh, I love my family time. But Bert, why do you see your family once a year, mate? You know what I mean, mate? And just, like, mean, mate. And just like Dave, all you do all day is eat, drink, and shit. So that's how I make Dave. Ryan. <laughs> Short, sharp for Ryan. Here's Australia Day. Because <laughs> everyone knows... <laughs> It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, a joke, it's a joke, it's a joke. <laughs> and cross over to Johnny. I've given Johnny Thanksgiving, uh, American holiday, because Johnny spent a couple of months in America playing semi-pro for LA Rugby Club. And uh, all of a sudden, 10 years later, he still has an American accent. And he also looks That's Native weird. American. And just like our mate Johnny, he only turns up at harvest time when it's time to eat the fat shit. So shout out to Johnny. And finish off with myself. Humble guy, you know. Uh, New Year's Day. Like New Year's Day, I'm refreshing. I'm refreshing as fuck, mate. Like New Year's Day, I make people think like they can do anything. Walk all over me, mate. And just like New Year's Day, I start my uh, my new me, new diet pretty much every day, which uh, this is day number one again because I've been failing. So I, reg- I love just sending you those uh, charcoal chicken uh, houses just to really oh. hurt you a bit more and just really make it hard for you. But, hey... Hey, um, while we're at it, <laughs> I've got some for you guys too. Um, well, first of all, we've got Dave, Labor Day. Um, yeah, look, no, you know, everyone appreciates the holiday, but no one really knows what it's for. Just like his love life, you know, we don't actually know what's happening. And, you know, I reckon he should really just make it official. Propose. Or, yeah, propose. <laughs> um, 
Then we've got ourselves, our mate Johnny. Yeah, I, I agree with you, mate. Thanksgiving. Um, basically, just fat shit. He looks like a stuffed turkey. Um, and then we've got uh, Ironside. It, it's gone now because it's King's birthday, but I'm going to say it's the Queen's birthday. And the only reason why I say that is because he's like Benjamin Button. Actually, he's reverse Benjamin Button. He looks 56 and he's only 21. Um, and look, we all knew the Queen, rest in peace, is dead. So he looks old as fuck. Uh, and then, last but not least, we got ourselves Invasion Day, and that is Yusioni, and, and that goes for, you know, not only did the, those dirty colonizers come over and betray our um, indigenous, well, you got betrayed. You got betrayed. Um, it was a bit reversal there, and look, I've got you, Brev. You know what I mean? I'm here for you, brother. See, look at that. I'm doing a love heart, because I've got you, Brev. And I'm also, and remix, remix, Valentine's Day, also Valentine's Day, because you're, you're, a, you're a romantic, you're a, you're a hopeless romantic, um, but you just need someone to love. Yeah. And so shout out to you, Stioni, for, um, you know, just holding it down and, and waiting and choosing, and being picky, you know, if you will. Yeah. Um, congratulations, mate. Thanks, mate. <laughs> you're too quick, mate. You're too quick with it. But yeah, uh you weren't my thank you, Tony, but uh, we'll start with your thank you, Tony, for this week. Uh, my thank you, Tony, to myself. Um, and look, I, I just want to thank myself because I got out of bed finally this morning and did some gym. And to be honest, I feel pretty fit. Um, <laughs> I may not look it, but I'll tell you what, I'm pretty fit. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> hey, self-love, we're all about, you know, looking after yourself and loving yourself. Yeah. That's just great, mate. Great mindset to have. Uh, my thank you, Tony, is to uh, one of our Aussie Sevens girls. I'll set the scene. Of course it is. <laughs> I'll set the scene. Respectfully, she's got a girlfriend, uh, boyfriend. Following the uh, the medal ceremony where the Aussie girls won and Argentina won the men's, a few of the, oh, pretty much all the Argies jumped into the pool. A few of the Aussie girls also jumped into the pool. <laughs> Off to the side, uh, we had watching on Demi Hayes close to the pool. Earlier that day, she did a knee, so she was in a knee brace and uh, crutches. And then all of a sudden, the, the pool breaks because there's too many people in the pool the water gushes out like a tsunami and bear in mind Demi Hayes is there with the knee brace crutches and everyone just runs for the stage to uh, get to higher ground leaving Demi Hayes there but there was only one that didn't uh, run for safety and went to pretty much did what would Jesus do and that was uh, UQ's very own Isabella Nasser She's been our favourite, mine and Johnny's favourite, since she uh, she, she bought us a drink out in uh, Hong Kong. Respectfully, uh, she just did it out of respect because she's uh, she likes what we're doing at the pack. But Bella Nasa, you know, everyone else ran all scrams running for safety and left old uh, Demi Hayes. And uh, shout out to Isabella Nasa, putting on her back, going up the stairs like a hero she is. So uh, next time we see you out, uh, if your boyfriend allows it, we'll, we'll shout you a couple of drinks. <laughs> uh, but scrams of the week. Quickly jumping out scrams. <laughs> Don't I have a quarter for you, my cousin? Carry on, carry on. My scrams of the week goes to the New Zealand government. You're a bunch of dogs. Look, Australia, yeah, I put my hand up. Australia, we haven't really done much with our Indigenous, but I tell you what, the Maldives um, back in the day signed the Waitangi Treaty, and now they're trying to fucking hit Koi backwards. <laughs> and no, we're not going to walk, you're not going to walk backwards. Kikaha, my cousin. <laughs> fucking stand strong. Fucking, if anything, fucking march on the Parliament House. We're going to taste over. Do not let these dogs, Another these white dogs. Is this Winston guy? Winston Peters, is that his name? I think he's mouldy as well. Fuck, he talks some shit. Just shut up. You fucking, you're just loving the cash, mate. That's all you're loving. Um, anyway, I, I haven't seen this, this much portrayal since Eddie Jones. Um, and to be quite honest with you, they fucking take my cousins and fuck those dogs up and, and then and, and march, march in Parliament. Yeah, nice. Grab your fucking tire hearts, we're fucking going in. <laughs> That's a good scram. That's a good scrams. Uh, my scrams is a bit uh, closer to home and uh, it's actually part of my family. Um, I haven't seen this certain cousin of mine for a few months and, uh, you know, all of a sudden I get a message. Oh, up to this, up to tonight. I'm like, oh. Mate, he must want to catch up finally and uh unfortunately i was at the pub and uh i reply oh sorry mate uh gonna work tonight and uh get the replies shortly after really quick actually he goes oh perfect that's why i was messaging i was seeing if you're at work so i can come through and can you hook me up with some free cases of beer and 
well firstly i was in shock because you know I, I was you know wanted to see him for a while uh one of my favorite cousins uh and uh i would say who he is but uh yeah i was a bit in shock that he uh he didn't actually want to he wasn't checking up on me seeing how it was since uh the love of my life has moved on and uh dating a famous rugby player and uh <laughs> Yeah. and he's gorgeous by the way and uh yeah. but he wasn't he wasn't checking up on me he was uh checking up on himself and uh testing his gout muscles and he's trying to get some free cases and i'm out here doing ot in the bloody bottle shop being a number one bottle shop maker in uh marimba downs and he's here trying yeah. to put my career <laughs> number one number one shelf sucker in the southeast <laughs> yeah. winter putting my career as a number one bottle shop guy at risk mate uh, you are a scrams, Tony. Um, and and, and I, I can also vouch for you being the best bottle shops, uh, bottle shop employee um, because, mate, I, I love it, to be honest, um, when you send your certificate in. Um, four weeks in a row, guys, he is uh, number one bottle shop employee. I think there's only three employees, <laughs> so he's number one. Yeah, there's only three uh, of us. Four certificates he's got so far in the last four weeks. He's really stacking the yeah. shelves neatly, guys. All the labels out. Oh, mate, you should see him. A few of the listeners uh, come in shocked. They're like, are you, are you sure they're from Pick Athletic Club podcast? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, oh, I thought you were in Sydney. And what are you doing here? I was like, oh, mate, this pays the bills, mate. This pays the <laughs> my phone bill. Pretty much the only bill I got. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening tony mate uh you are scrams and uh don't ever if don't ever do that again thank you uh tony's topic this week we're getting it's christmas time and you know it's not uh 1990 pre-1994 before the apartheid if you're in south africa and there's multicultural cultures coming together the couples coming together we just want to help you guys and uh go over the uh things white people love saying and also things islanders or black people love saying just to help the you know cross cultures cross cultures. equilibrium equilibrium yeah so uh, do you want to get started on things islanders love saying or blacks yeah things islanders like saying um oh can have a turn singing when uh, when someone's uh, a live band, like you're at a party, a live band's up playing, and uh, you know, obviously one of the Usos backs himself a bit behind the mic. So um, yeah, just can I have a turn and, and start belting out like um, me last week? Hey, like me last week at yeah. the end of the pod. Like mate, seriously, mate, and you and and respectfully. A lot of um, Pacific Islanders, Maldives, everyone can sing really well, right? But there's also this second tier <laughs> yeah, that yeah, think they can sing. Yeah. And they all sound the same. Yeah. You all sound the fucking same. I can't sing, now. I don't try. But there's a second tier yeah. of Islanders who aren't that bad at singing, but aren't that great <laughs> and should just stay at church, maybe not ever come in public. Um, oh, this is a good one. You know, Balangi girls, any sort of girls go up to an Islander guy. Oh, you have a kingy? Uh, and Ireland answers always no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this, 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 one's, uh, this one's a hard one. This is a shout out to my Usos. It's, sorry about this, guys. Um, it, it seems a bit someone um, generated, but you told me to pick on them. Shandy, so um, here we are. But yeah, someone's on the piss um, doing the fucking. Um, the milli 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 oh. fucking he he ha song buffalo yeah. who kaga ha and then you know like you see the white the white fellas for the first time are seeing they're like oh my god milli 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 patia who patty oh man I'm sick of it I'm fucking sick of it and then they post it, it up if, they always post it up on Instagram then the caption love my culture love my culture and you just always see those. The, the Balangi boys, and, and like, I know I am, right? But um, I've seen it a million times, and I'm over it. I'm over it, right? <laughs> I love it, I love it. Um, and then this is a good one. This has gone from, say, pre-2000, about, about 2019. It used to be, you know, the Usos, the Tacos, the fucking Maldives, oh, yeah, anyone really, um, from over the Dutch and uh, the islands, basically used to be like a oh up two G, up two G, this and that, and now it's all doing their lad. <laughs> <laughs> and don't get me wrong, probably the only 
people I know who's uh, the boys who have done that the whole time uh, the Islander boys would be the Goodner boys I reckon and probably the Sydney ones Sydney but, ones fuck mate there's, there's a few screams getting out there who used to have a real thick Kiwi accent and now got a real Aussie <laughs> accent bah. Um, so anyway yeah there's just a few of them yeah, I'm nice. going to cop a bit of hate here but I'm sorry yeah uh, one that Johnny, I'll say Johnny wrote it in, but uh, four things Islanders say, but this is uh, Samoans. When they see a fence, they love to say, what's that? Because <laughs> they don't have any back in Samoa. <laughs> Just the one little stab for his own culture. But Johnny sent a few in, and I'll go through through them. This is for white people, what white people say, so your kind. When you're in a, Jesus, be interesting. When you're in a uh, intense debate, or white people love to say, newsflash, pal. <laughs> When you shake hands with someone, white people love to say, you've got a good grip there, buddy. <laughs> when you skip one week of mowing the lawn, white people love to say, geez, the grass is getting long. I literally just mowed the lawn. <laughs> <laughs> when someone takes advantage of you, white people love to say, okay, no more Mr. Nice Guy. I hope this is going to get better. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a couple. I've got a couple uh, just, to, uh, just to fucking... Interrupt this fucking horrible <laughs> chat. Um, Mum's got a couple of good ones. Um, oh, buckle up, cupcake. Is that driving fast? Good. Wouldn't she get back to drive fast? Oh, no, sorry, sorry. Oh, harden up, cupcake. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or fuck off, Ryan. <laughs> 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 um, another good one. Having a win, mate? Having a win, yeah. Fuckers. Yeah, we are fucking pretty vanilla, aren't we? A few more on the vanilla ones from Johnny. Uh, when it's time to pay for the meal. I'll, I'll see if you can guess it. Maybe make it a bit more interesting. When it's time to pay for the meal uh, and the check comes, what do what people love to say? I don't know, man. I don't have any white friends. What's the damage? <laughs> What's the damage? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Try and guess this one. When your black mates are over and they uh, ask for hot sauce, what do what people love to say? Oh, yeah. I'll get the tomato sauce out of the fridge for you. Yeah. Similar. We've got ketchup, mayonnaise, or ranch sauce. <laughs> or Big Mac sauce. I've got all three. Uh, when you're meeting an Islander for the first time, white people love to say this. Can you guess? You're from New Zealand, mate. Oh, that's actually, that should be your top answer. This will probably be second. Uh, do you know Junior Tulukagaga? And then continue to go through every Islander they've ever met in their life. Oh, he's a chief. Oh, there's another, there's another good one. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure his family, uh, I'm pretty sure he's a chief in his village. <laughs> Right I get that all the time. One guy goes to like Fiji or Samoa or Tonga for the first time. Come back. Yeah, I met this guy, mate. Yeah, yeah, he's fucking really good bloke. He's the chief in his village. I work with this guy, fucking Tavita. Naughty. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, naughty. Naughty, uh, he, he's the chief in his village. Yeah, fuck. Uh, we'll quickly ramble through the rest. Uh, white people love to say, I'm not racist, before they continue to say something racist. When anyone pulls out a knife in the kitchen, getting ready for a bit of food prep, white people love to say, you called that a knife? This is a knife. <laughs> and to finish off, when you're in a team huddle and coach has just finished addressing the team, white people love to say, coach is right, and then continue to copy-paste what coach just said. Oh, yeah. So uh, hopefully we uh, helped you out, and uh, we'll probably never do that one ever again. Fucking no, I nearly fell asleep, <laughs> Marlo Lechevich, thank you for calling in. And uh, before we get into Dave's tips, icebreaker for this weekend, for this week, is if you were a public holiday, what day would you be and why? Okay, I'm actually going to start off with uh, our mate Ironside to this week. I actually only found this out when I went to Tasmania on Monday. Tasmania has a eight-hour day public holiday. They're the only one that, uh, that celebrates it. And I looked up what it was. It was eight-day hour to celebrate the victory of the stonemasons who demanded limited work hours and refused to come to work until it was only eight hours a day so it sounds very similar to our friend that owns his own plumbing company <laughs> so in light of that if ironside was to be a public holiday i would say ironside would be the eight day public holiday in tasmania which no one else celebrates but himself Oh, nice. Well, he, he was <laughs> celebrating today. That's probably why he was off today. So, um, yeah, fitting. I saw. Yeah, I saw. Gee. Um, then we jump over to our uh, 
white friend stuck in a black man's body. Ryan Fellini, but deep down, mate, once you're, if you're white, you're white. You, can't, you're, you have got no black in you. So I've given him the Monarchs long weekend, birthday long weekend around June or whatever, you know. Celebrate all things oppression, uh, displacing people. Even, I mean, look at you, mate. He's kicked you out of the garage. <laughs> Yeah. So, Freeney to be a public holiday would be the Monarchs' birthday long weekend. <laughs> and how fitting! And how fitting that Sione will be Australia Day. Thank you, thank you. Just like him, a day that people celebrate for two completely opposite reasons, mate. <laughs> One on the other hand, um, celebrating their bloody ship that turned up drunk, and the other hand, Sione going, "Hey, I was here first, mate. I was here." Yeah. Nonetheless, so Sione uh, is Australia Day, and last but not least, me. I've given myself very fitting Easter Monday. Uh, I can do whatever I do during the week, repent my sins, and I wake up Easter Monday on Resurrection Day, and I'm good to go. <laughs> well, that's what you think. You're good to go, mate. <laughs> oh, oh, nice. So there you go. Um, and uh, before we get into your tip, what is your topic for this week? What's your Dave's Tips topic? My uh, tips this week is if you're a new footy player, joining a new club, becoming a club slut, joining a new club, which is completely nothing wrong with it, Um, but caught up with a few of the mates on the weekend and uh, saw there were a couple of new faces and a few of the boys are moving clubs. Uh, Shout out to the boy Molly Saw, probably UQ's paying more money, more petrol, so uh, exclusive over there. So I thought... Why don't uh, we get Dave's tip this week by uh, giving those new, those newbies yeah. um, some tips how to join your new club. But before we get to your tips, get into your tips. Uh, you came from Tonga and you went to, and you were that new, new guy at Newington. And then you went from high school into s- club rugby and uh, you were that new guy at Randwick. Firstly, Newington, what was it like? What was your first Dude. few days at Newington? I reckon, I reckon I cried myself to sleep the first term. I literally turned up to school and I would not say a word and I would have the sweats for not being able to say a word and just to build up the courage to go, yep, yes. I was like, this is so nerve-wracking. I remember having a cough fit one of the, on the um, – I remember this so clearly. It was the induction day where you go in with all the new students and everyone's new and we were sitting in this hall. Literally, I was dripping in sweat because I wanted to cough, but I couldn't, and I didn't want to draw any attention to myself, so I just had the sweats sitting there going. It looked like one of those meme videos that you pictures that you keep. Going, <laughs> Fuck. Mate. Oh man, I had similar, exactly the same, but instead of coughing, I shit myself because I was that <laughs> I was that new kid, and then like I couldn't speak English properly, um, and then goodbye. Yeah, you know, I grew up in Australia, but my parents were Tongan; they never spoke English. I was oh. I was fresh Tongan, and then uh, yeah, I tried to ask the teacher how if I could go to the toilet, and she had no idea what I was saying. So I just went back <laughs> to sit down, and then like I didn't want to draw attention. I just started crying when I started shitting myself. <laughs> Hold on, didn't want to draw attention to myself, <laughs> yeah, but here I am shooting yeah, myself in the yeah. back of the classroom. <laughs> and then the teacher realised what I was trying to say. So, oh, that's what he was trying to. But yeah. yeah, I mate, it was probably the hardest first term ten weeks of my life. Yeah. And after the first term, I was like, "Fuck, can I go back home?" And I'm like, "Nope." <laughs> but yeah, that was hard. Um, and then obviously you uh, started making friends and stuff. Was it more? Was rugby part of the reason why you started making friends or? people yeah rugby definitely was a a good medium to meeting people um but then i was actually quite conscious not to just have rugby mates so uh had a good mate of mine that i'm still pretty good friends with it only because we we liked algebra bar back in uh level one maths at school so try to make other friends other than just rugby but is he is um, he asian just no, out of curiosity. No, he wasn't. Yeah, no, because I know exactly why you're asking. There's a lot of faults with Asian friends. Yeah, yeah. I've realised. Yeah. Um, okay, and then crossover to uh, club rugby. You went into Randwick. Did you have any schoolmates join you or to make the transition easy or was it just, you know, you, you're already nah. a big dog, you know, made your name in, us, in rugby. So what was it like going into club rugby? Yeah, well, majority of the guys I played first 15 with actually went either Sydney Uni or North. I was the only one in my year that went to Randwick. I didn't know anyone at Randwick. 
um, my year. But luckily, had a couple of boys year, year above me that from Newington that had gone there that yeah. became pretty good friends. Um, but I think my time in Newington helped me bit of a bit of bit of confidence to go in somewhere somewhere new and um, try and um, put myself in an uncomfortable position to get to know new people. And and I thought it was the best thing. I got to know. A lot more people other than just Newington um, people, people that went to Scotts, Waverley, and all those other schools. Yeah. So, and it didn't take long after the preseason. You kind of, kind of got, got on with everyone pretty yeah. well. And from there, it was just mayhem. The first, I reckon, my first year of playing Colts was the funnest time of playing footy. Yeah. Because you can recover like an absolute machine, it's the first time you start drinking. So you can bloody go out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Go team run on Thursday, have a rest on Friday, go play Saturday, and then you're back on it Saturday, yeah. Sunday, and then Monday you're sweet. Now, obviously, you did that for three years, and then now you've got to, you've got to pick, your, pick your moments. Yeah, Hardy. <laughs> but um, before we get into your tips, this is um, I've come up with a bit of a list of the types of new teammates that you get. Um, it could be guys, you know, jumping clubs, like club starts, or it could be just guys coming from overseas, new imports. Uh, I've mm-hmm. got a, what have I got? One, two, oh, I've got five. I've got five mm-hmm. types of guys that you get, new teammates. Uh, start off with the, the rugby CV guy. This is the guy who rattles off his entire rugby CV. I mean, he's talking about that time he played uh, first 15 back in New Zealand. Mm. You get a lot of them or old mate that's played under 13s, met Wes back in the days and you just go on, yeah, I did this on the first, you're pretty much your first conversation with him. So rugby CV guy you get. Um, this is a lot of fobs of this guy. I was this guy as well. Uh, the shy guy. Uh, this guy doesn't talk to nobody. Um, even when you're doing rugby <laughs> drills where coach tells you you need to talk to your teammates or you need to <laughs> lift the line speed and you need to call something. Bro ain't talking. He's talking with his eyes. He's doing a lot of these, but he's not talking. He's not talking to nobody. Uh, so that's yeah. the shy guy. Third last, we've got uh, the funny guy. Uh, this guy thinks he's funnier than he actually is. Uh, usually this guy is also the rugby CV guy. Talks way too much. And this guy... He always tries to get those little puns, like when his jokes are like the ref says something like "spread it, spread it." He's that guy who looks around, does the old. That's what she said. Not even that funny. And then that's what she then tries to do one of these handshakes to the boys if anyone laughs. So you got the funny guy who's trying to you know use mm-hmm. his humour to make friends. Yep. Uh, second last, I've got the coach's pick. This guy usually the coach went hard into recruiting this guy to get him to the club. Yeah, often. Coach makes him the captain before he even knows everyone's names, uh, before he even knows the club song. Uh, this guy also, often, this guy is the type of guy to uh, buy his way into the popular group by uh, shouting bags for the boys on the weekend. So uh, <laughs> that's uh, the coach's pick. And lastly, I've, got, lastly, I've named the, the contrast guy. Uh, this guy is, he always compares everything that you do at your current club to everything they used to do at his old club. Uh, like, oh, mate, he's, oh, yeah, back in New Zealand, we passed like this. Oh, back in New Zealand, we usually do this. And oh, mate, just Why are you not up. there then? Yeah. So, they're the type <laughs> of guys that we get, the new guys that we kind of get. Um, uh, if you've got any, just uh, put them down in the comments. But, Dave, we'll cross over to you and your tips. So, my tips, if you're, if you're a, um, like some of my friends here that has a jersey collection that rival uh, Rebel Sports with the amount of clubs they're jumping around. If you're joining a new club, here are a couple of tips you uh, might want to keep in handy. First and foremost, you burn every single, your previous club's gear, especially especially if you're moving within the same competition. You can't turn up with any of their gear. Yeah. So you'll understand you don't have training gear. You get there, you try and work out how to get gear or your compulsory mufti until the gear is handed out. Do not, even if it's a pair of sock bloody whatever yeah. hat visor you burn them all before you join a new club yeah that's my first tip my, my second one is because you're new you it's your responsibility to introduce yourself to everyone and anyone and anything yeah. don't expect the new don't expect the guys that are there to go oh hey mate well they'll do it but it's your responsibility to go introduce yourself to everyone not who's been there that's a good one for us Forbes because I feel like we like we feel like we're we don't want to be you know, fear tangatalahi or want to be kaimoa to go and put ourselves yeah. out there. But you gotta, you know, everyone. You think you're being nice, but sometimes you actually look like you're being rude, like you're being in a snob by not talking or going out to say hi to people. I agree. 
So yeah, which is what what I'm saying. It's not if you're new, don't think like it's the old people's obligation to come introduce themselves to yeah. you. You've got to make the effort because you've made the effort to change club, you idiot. Yeah, I was, I was that guy. Me and my cousin were that guy. And we went to Sunny Coast League. It's all Balangis. And uh, he was he was shyer than me. And I remember his name's Gelepi. And he'd go and uh, introduce, like, people come up, oh, what's your name? He goes, uh, Gelepi. And they're like, say anything else because they didn't hear it properly. They're like, oh, Gary. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's a good, that's a really good point. Yeah. Um, my my other one is if you're joining a new club, I don't, especially those guys on this on the ones that you listed. Everyone on that list, if you're joining a new club, you need to attend every single session before Christmas. Yeah, can't miss one. Can't yeah. miss one. If if you need to, if you want to be accepted, every Saturday session, every optional session, everything, every swim, bloody swim, run, swim, you need to attend them. Yeah. <laughs> Before Christmas and after Christmas, you should be the first in, last out if you want to be bought into a new club. Yeah, I did that uh, at Colts. I even uh, skipped schoolies. Well, I was never going to go to schoolies anyways. And I went <laughs> training all schoolies. All the other kids my age went to schoolies. And uh, yeah, I still didn't make the first the first team. Uh, anyway, hey, I got there in the end. But it, it's, got there it's, in not, the end. it's not about it's not about making whatever team you want to make. That's just good practice. Yeah, yeah. So you earn your. This is how you earn your stripes at the new club, you know. Yeah, that's the one. The other one is I don't make. I don't mean to make this sound like a tall poppy syndrome, but stay within the pack. Don't make yourself stand out on preseason, and you don't want to be known as that guy. Oh, this new guy is actually pretty fit. Off, oh, does all the drills. Come game, <laughs> come trials. Oh fuck it, all. <laughs> I suppose you don't do do rugby in Broncos, do you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why I was at the back of the group. Yeah, see, yeah. It's not because I was unfit. Yeah. Hey, I'm not. I'm not saying be at the back. I said stay within the pack. You know. Oh yeah, don't, yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't be. Don't don't try and draw attention to yourself. What I'm trying to say is I want you to draw attention to your rugby ability, not so much your uh, yeah. Bronco or your uh, bench press. <laughs> yeah, true, true. Usain, mate, I, I remember there was this guy who turned up at Randwick and we were playing our first, one of our very first trial games. The boy came in and did a, hundred, a 220 deadlift as his warm-up before warm-up. And everyone's going, what is wrong? Yeah. Lo and behold, he did not last the season. <laughs> Yeah, we've had a few of them. Remember what the most memorable one was? Old mate came in. He didn't. It wasn't so much his rugby ability or testing. It was he came in first day. He said, "Oh yeah, uh, I played in Sharks Academy back in South Africa." And we're like, "Oh fuck, this guy's done." And then we had like a in in uh, in team trial, fifteen on fifteen, and we had a we got a Saffa that's played at uh, West from like. I think straight out of high school, he's been at West for ages mm. and he wanted to test this other South African guy. I'm like, oh, this guy must be good. And they're both back rowers. And mate, this, the dude that claimed that he's uh, Sharks Academy, mate, he was Elor, like the worst. He started <laughs> off, the coach was like starting him at Prems. He ended up like third, fourth grade. Then he changed clubs. Uh, so yeah, you don't want to draw mate, attention I'm to only, I'm laughing because the guy that I'm talking about was a South African guy. <laughs> Who said he was from Wellington and played rugby with Artie Savannah? Like, oh God, that's that's another one you miss. The guys that tell you who they played with. Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> oh, Lom, Wait, I could... Lom Fatel. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mate, I could turn up to East next week and say I played with Bowden Barrett back in 2014. <laughs> yeah, fuck. Carry on, Not carry on. The, um, and then my last tip uh, attending a new club is attend all socials. There's no better way to get to know your new club. Yeah. You get accepted to your new club, but but to attend all socials. Don't be that weirdo. Oh, people putting in the effort to invite you to things and you're like, oh, no, don't want to come in. Yeah, so, I regret tip. that. I regret that too because I changed from league to union, and I didn't realize the kind of club culture that union has. Like everyone stays back, all the grades get along and go on the piss. Mm. I get come from union on league where you only just catch up with your mates. Really, you don't. There's no real cu- club culture throughout the whole club. Yeah, because there's only three mm. grades in league. Um, but yeah, I remember when I went to union and. I didn't do it for the first year when I was at UQ and then when I went to Sunny Coast, we had to because we only had one team. So then realised there's a bit of a difference in union and league club culture. So that's a good tip. Fobs, then go uh, then go home straight away. Um, mm. Make sure you stick around. Get around the boys. Get around the boys. And girls.
and girls and kids. Oh, that's the good tips, mate. Uh, you're getting good at this one, mate. <laughs> Looking forward to the next don't, week's tips. Don't jinx it, mate. Don't jinx it. If you want, if you want some a certain topic, make sure you write in. Let us know what you think they yeah. should get into uh, next week. Because this was the last Thank minute you. one this, today. We just came up with it, so and he did well. Yeah. So yeah, carry yeah. on, carry on. Uh, shout carry out. On. You want to shout out? Anyone I think that, no, no. The only disclaimer is: don't ask for uh, dating tips or anything that I'm not good at. Um, you can leave tips. that someone else. Yeah. Don't don't send in fitness tips. Don't anything fitness. like that. Yeah. You know what? You can send me fitness. You can ask me fitness tips, but I can tell you how to cheat it. Yeah, well, you're cheating, all right, mate. <laughs> Something. Uh, carry on. Uh, <laughs> you do want to shout out, mate? Ooh, uh, shout out to uh, our sevens um, on the weekend. Yes. Cracking effort the last fortnight, um, but even better last week. Um, there's still much to be proud of. Both teams making the grand final. Um, the girls uh, obviously getting the chocolates and all the pool in the water. Yeah. Water in the pool, I should say. <laughs> um, but also to our men's um, heads up. Um, we've we've got a home home tournament coming up next. Come home, enjoy some Christmas ham, and we're back into it. So uh, my shout out to the Sevens program. Yeah, I'm going to try and head over. Uh, I know Chainsaw and, uh, and Knuckles is heading over. I'm going to try and... Uh, See how much money's I got to fucking uh, get it all together and head over. So, um, if you yeah, if you got the money's to go, make sure you fly over. If you're in Perth already, get everyone, get mm. all your friends, get around the boys and girls. Our girls are killing it, absolutely killing it. Uh, make sure you get down to Perth Sevens uh, last weekend in January. Mm-hmm. And my uh, my last shout out, is, I'll I'll continue shouting out this crew is obviously our uh, our merch supporters for helping keeping the yes. lights on. That are buying merch online. Um, thank you for supporting. That's one way to support Pactons. Don't just don't just laugh, react with him on the on the uh, on the memes and emojis. Like buy some merch, and so we can do some more memes. Yeah. Um, we're coming up to Christmas. What's our last last shipping? Five day shipping, is it? Yeah. Anyone yeah. want to get in some uh, last Christmas presents? Um, perfect for your uh, your dads, your dads that don't know you, your dads that left you, or yeah brother-in-laws or your rug bays that don't know you um and, uh, we can send it um without letting them know who sent it but yeah. uh yeah perfect christmas presents and pack t-shirts and uh pack essentials yeah and uh just like i mentioned at the start of the show uh we've got the special promo code for podcast listeners until next week's pod and that is uh Nunga Pigs. so uh type it in and Ooh. treat yourself thank you Tony. Nunga Pigs. how do we make sure that people are typing it incorrectly Anyways, I've, I've got the spelling at the start, mate. I've, I've let him know the okay. spelling. All right, okay. up and under, and uh, we'll see you next week, mate. Up and under, mate. Dave's tip over and out for another week. <laughs> all right, we're here with Onside all the way in Manly in Sydney. How are you, mate? Good, mate. Good. And the years fastly approaching us, so it is a great time of year. Uh, before we rip into our rugby chat around the grounds, this go. week's icebreaker is if you were a public Sorry. holiday, what day would you be and why? So I'll just start with what I did for you guys. Yep. Um, I did Dave and Freeney were both Boxing Day. Um, you know, a pretty good public holiday, but also a forgotten one that you forget it's a public holiday because it's just the day after Christmas. And a bit like uh, Freeney and Dave, you know, they're both pretty forgettable when you meet them. So that's kind of where I went with that. Um <laughs> I also like Boxing Day, so that's a bit yeah. of that. Similar with you, Siona, I went with uh, New Year's Day. Um, everyone sleeps in and then doesn't do anything till the evening of New Year's Day when they <laughs> approach, which is a bit like you um, because you like to sit in the dungeon creating content at the later, early hours of the morning. Yeah, yeah, thanks, mate. And um, for myself, for myself, which I, I just went with my favourite public holidays, Anzac Day, um, because it's usually, you know, you have a nice morning respect uh, to our uh, Anzacs, but then in the afternoon you lose heaps of money, you get pissed, and it's usually a Wednesday and you have to go to work the next day. So yeah, a lot of bad life choices made in that day, and I make, make a lot of bad life choices. So also, you you're uh, Kiwi and Aussie, so I don't know, double entendre if that works yeah. for this yeah, situation, but yeah. Yeah, there you go. Anyways, <laughs> nice. Good use of that. <laughs> All right, let's go around the ground, starting with the Cape Town Sevens on the weekend. Aussie girls go back-to-back, taking out the Cape Town Sevens gold medal match in a thriller against the dangerous Frenchies. Our Aussie Sevens men turn around their disappointing start to the series with a silver medal finish in Cape Town, going down to the 
the top dogs in the uh, seventh circuit at the moment. Argentina, who finished silver in in Dubai, and then got the gold medal here in Cape Town. Who was your standouts, uh, both in men's and women's, on the weekend? Um, I've, I've given her, her flowers heaps, but um, I still fuck. I can't believe how good Madison Levi is at finishing. Uh, yeah. She and not just finishing. She. Every time she gets the ball, it's like under, you know, that under 14, there's that like one kid that just like he gets the ball and he like runs through everyone. Yeah. Probably a bit like when you were playing under 14s, um, Sione. But yeah, so she's got that vibe about her where, you know, especially in those, some of those earlier games in the pools, you just like, fuck, I feel sorry. She's yeah. on a different level to them. Yeah. Thanks um, for giving me a mention there too because I yeah. did play she's against like, a lot of females and I was, you know, just throwing them out um, until they got bigger and started throwing me around. Anyways, uh, carry on, <laughs> carry on. Um, and then, like, I mean, it's no surprise with men's uh, keeping that Norse connection, but um, Jimmy the Jet, JT. Oh. Man, I just good to see him doing so well. He obviously came over from West Harbour, came to Norse, had a gun season with us, probably floated around the idea of 15s and got a go at 7s, but... Um, Mate, he's just like he's just quick, but he's also pretty skillful. And mate, I thought he had a really good, um, yeah, really good. Uh, what's it called? Tournament. And I'm looking forward to to seeing how he keeps going. And yeah. he's just a fucking. I'd never say it to his face. But he's just a really good. He's just a great bloke. When he's not there at the sevens, he's always down at North. And he's um, we got him to hand out jerseys, and he didn't even complain. Like he's just a good bloke. So it's good to see good blokes. Yeah. Playing good footy as well. Yeah, he was, um, he was my standout too. But uh, as you mentioned, when he was at uh, West Harbour, it was actually the first game when Pack started doing um, content was when I first switched on Shoot Shield on Channel 7. And it was uh, East versus West Harbour. And he was one of he was probably the first Shoot Shield player that I kind of noticed. Uh, also because he kind of looked like uh, Sterling Mortlock yeah. with what he had going on on the top. Now he's shaved it off. But um, yeah, on the weekend, he's, <laughs> he was that dog on the weekend just bumping boys off. And that win, that massive win against South Africa, he bumped off two in one go and just made that line break on the sideline. And also that um, yeah. kick chase and he just picked up old mate, threw him over the sideline. So um, yeah, big fan, big fan of Jimmy the Jet. And in the women's also, yeah, once again, Levi's sisters and Queen B Charlotte Catholic were my standouts, but my MVP for the weekend was yeah. it Aussie Madison Ashby. She's just, her ability to pilfer the ball at her size, you think she's just a playmaker, but the way she goes about in defense, just getting after that ball, uh, very impressive. We go into the European Championship Cup. Quick little rundown. The English Premier teams flexed their muscles in, which was surprising for a lot of people. Flexed their muscle against the Frenchies. Quinn's Downing Racing 92. Uh, Leicester, too good for the oh, Stormers, South Africa. Sale absolutely thumping the Parisians from uh, Stade Francais. Bristol escaping in a two-point win over their former teammate, semi Road Rangers, uh, Lyon. And uh, however, the uh, Saffers restore some... Uh, some order in the world, downing uh, English heavyweight Saracen, the Bulls downing uh, Saracen. Um, but you weren't here last week and we were picking our teams for who we want to support forever in France. Have you uh, Have you picked your team? Yes, I have. I'm, I was gonna. I should have got all the hats with all the different <laughs> logos on it like yeah. the kids do when they go to their different um, colleges. Yeah. So yeah, after a long, um, after a long thought pro- and um, thought, thought-provoking journey uh, I've decided to take my talents to Bordeaux um, now I've gone with Bordeaux for a few reasons um, there's obviously a few connections there um, obviously met JB uh, earlier um, in the year at the uh, oh, well, pretty recently actually big swoop doggy dog Norse played there yeah. as well one Bordeaux also has really nice wine and I've um, a bit of a wine drinker myself so I've gone with that and I also like that they're they're kind of not that old and they've kind of battled their way up from D2 and they're always there or thereabouts they've, you know looking where they finish and that they battle a bit but um, yeah and I just kind of like I just like the colours like it's that yeah. dark maroon so you don't see that those colours too much and it's a, it's a good logo as well so yeah Bordeaux's my team Union Bordeaux Bordeaux, nice. That's a good pick. Actually, a really good city as well. We were surprised. That was our, friend, our first stop um, after our eight-hour bus trip. Um, but yeah, Bordeaux, very good city. And also home to uh, Budgie Smuggler in France. So good pick there. Good pick. Uh, Rugby Australia introduced the lowering the tackle height to the, the sternum. Uh, thoughts on this and uh, how it's going to affect rugby in Australia? 
it's a weird like it, I, I'm kind of in two minds about it because I feel like a sternum such an odd like at least where the neck your neck it's pretty yeah. obvious but you know where your sternum is like I think that's just going to create issues I think we're going to see a lot of yellow cards a lot of games ruined by it I guess I understand the um, the aspect of Player safety, but and there's going to probably be a lot more offloads if it's police, right? But yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's always a teething issue. I just feel like I don't see the necessary need to. You already give out yellow cards for going going high, and and I feel like people have already dropped their body height. Don't know why we need to go continue to go lower. Yeah, I was the, I was the same when the first came out in England, and then uh, it's moved throughout the the rest of the world, and now it's come here to Australia. I was a bit taken back. Like if you're playing rugby, then you're playing. You, you know you're going to get hit. Um, but I think lowering it to that level and it gives the the refs like some leeway on, you know, the, the sort of height. Like obviously if it's just going to be, you, you'll probably get some anal refs that are going to go, you know, just if it's anywhere near the chest or anything, they'll, they'll blow it up, which I think they shouldn't do. But yeah. I think it just allows players the opportunity for that little bit of leeway where if it's at the neck, then you got, it's anywhere there is going to be done where it's here. The you know there's a bit of safety yeah. and it gives the players mm. makes them actually go to actually make a bend make a bend at the hip or you know at the back so mm. they can try and actually make a proper tackle rather than trying to do a leaguey where in league we actually I remember in league we were yeah. we did training sessions where we had to practice that up up the up the top so just wrap them up up high where you know yeah, you get really high high tackles so I think it's good to you know try and um, force players to learn to actually tackle lower and actually make a proper tackle. But that's where I worry about it is like, you know, we're always taught, I guess offloads part and parcel and it's probably going to speed the game up. Um, but like what happens when you come in second and you go to wrap up the ball? Like yeah. when I make contact to wrap up the ball, and is that above yeah, true. sternum? Yeah, I worry about not so much. So, uh, the, the first contact I think makes sense. But the second contact, am I allowed to hit like, like you say in league? Not you never hit with too much force because you're yeah, always yeah. trying to wrap the ball up. But I don't know. I, I just I need some clarity on it from that perspective. Um, I also saw that that um, encompasses you can't tackle the knees as well. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. That law they've brought in, so you can't like dive at the knees. Like I just you know I get that we we're, we're trying to protect people. We play contact sport, but like I mean, we, you you sign up to play rugby, you take the risks. Yeah, uh, at least I do. It'll be. I like the idea of it in some ways, and in some ways, I'm like, "Fuck, yeah, it's going to be chaos." Yeah. Uh, let's cross over to uh, this. Is one of the questions we've been asked a lot in the uh, questions, funnily, about the Wallabies coaching job. But Joe Schmidt had some time. He's a Kiwi, but he had some time over in Ireland, and uh, most recently with the All Blacks during the Rugby World Cup. He looks like the favourite to take over the Wallabies coaching job with uh, former colleagues David Sephora and Peter Horn linked to Rugby AU High Performance and also joining the board. Uh, thoughts on having a Kiwi coach and also on Joe Schmidt? I'll go on Joe Schmidt first. And um, I think I brought this up previously, but I think there's such an important thing about having a coach that's won things. Yeah. So I did write down some stats. Joe Schmidt had a 75% win rate for Leinster. Um, and then he had actually an 85% win rate in Europe when he took them there. Yeah. He had a 73% win rate for Ireland. He's won a Grand Slam, a Triple Crown, three Six Nations. He's won a Top 14, a Ramfelly Shield, a Euro Cup, and a Heineken Cup. Like, he's won yeah. things. Um, might not have won a World Cup, but he's been successful. Yeah. And I think Australian rugby needs someone like that. You know, it's about winning. Yeah. Um, we can talk about development and all that, but he's a Wallabies coach. And it's about winning. And I don't think we should sacrifice winning like we did for two years' time. I want to yeah. win now, and I want to keep winning. Yeah. So I feel like I, I like the idea. I, I've always been a big fan of him. I was a big fan of him when he was with Ireland. Um, I think a lot of Irish success is off the back of what he did. Yeah. Um, not to take away from what they've done recently, but he's built that. He he built Ireland into that kind of powerhouse they've been. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. I, like it's the whole idea of a Kiwi coach and a and a um, and a coaching Australia and Robbie Deans and all this and you know I probably can't talk to them half but I mean I don't really have a problem I think it's if anything it's better that they're not Australian because they don't have any loyalties to any Australian clubs yeah state territory 
program clubs. Randwick. They're coming in with like a pretty impartial view. Yeah. Exactly. You want to win. Yeah. You want you want Australia to win. <laughs> um, and I feel like he would he will do that. So. Yeah, you won't pick heaps of Randwick blokes to come over and have a holiday in France. So yeah. that's always good. Speaking of Randwick, I was uh, last week. I was backing checks to come in, but since they announced that Schmidt looks like the the front runner for the yeah. Aussie job, uh, yeah, pretty, pretty big fan of it. I remember the um, few of the All Blacks players getting interviewed during the Rugby World Cup campaign, and they had all they had really good things to say about um, Joe Schmidt and you know his intelligent rugby brain that he has, and also a great man manager, which is what we need to keep our boys here and not in the rugby league. Alrighty, let's cross over to our old boss, Eddie Jones. Uh, reports say that he is in the uh, the last stages. He's in the top two to take over from Japan. Uh, thoughts on uh, old Uncle Eddie? I mean, I've, I'm kind of... I know we're going to talk about him, but I'm kind of done giving him airtime. I just... Yeah. Just... I just think he's a liar. I just think that he... He's egomaniac. Um... And I don't think he's really fucking ever won anything that significant. So, um, yeah, I don't really have much time for him. I think it was really poorly handled how he treated the media. We had no idea on his selections. He's he's cost us another four years of waiting. And um, he's hurt the game of rugby in Australia. So, fucking, I hope he goes to Japan. And (laughs) But in saying that, I don't wish anything bad upon Japan. So... I don't want him to be unsuccessful for Japan because I thought Japan had a pretty good World Cup. So, yeah, fuck him. You, know. <laughs> you can see what the public thinks if we ever if we ever see the if the video ever sees the light of day from Budgie Smugglers because the public doesn't like Eddie. Let me tell yeah. you. <laughs> fuck him. I'm actually still a big fan of Eddie's. Uh, I hope he does well over in Japan. Uh, I think the media does need to just relax and just let him be. Um, I think he had good intentions, but he just yeah, just poorly executed, poor planning. Um, just and yeah, I get the disrespect to some of our um, our greats that didn't actually didn't deserve some of the stuff that he said in the media, and uh, the fact that he yeah. when he gets asked, do you regret saying this about you know those boys? Uh, he's not uh, turning back. He's kind of runs with Franny, so yeah, still a fan, but also he needs to shut the fuck up still. Uh, but good luck to you, Eddie. I know you listen to the pod every week. Thanks, mate. Um, cross over to the NRL. Uh, Caleb Clark is spotted at uh, Rabbitohs training. And also John, John's son uh, said that Jordan Patea spent a few time, a bit of time at Manly when he was at Manly. And uh, Geordie Barrett was over at Melbourne Storm last year. Uh, thoughts on contracted? These guys are still contracted to Rugby Union, but going over to the NRL programs and spending a bit of time there. I think that it's nothing. I don't have a problem with it. I think that... Um, I think for both games moving forward, this whole idea that we need to fight each other for yeah. for players and viewership and really realistically at the end of the day, it's two very similar games of, of sport. And um, I don't see why. I don't. I find that union people don't have a problem with league. Like it's not like oh, yeah. you know, but even though it's a dummies game, you count to five and kick for the corner. It's not like we don't have this kind of attitude towards it. Whereas league is just so pent up in, oh, yeah. you know, you union players. So I don't know. I think it's a good opportunity for both sports to work together. I mean, there's lots of skills that transfer over and there's a lot of things that um, those blokes could learn. Um, yeah. And I don't really see a problem with it yeah. at all. Like you said, like us union guys, we pretend that, you know, that we hate league leagues and stuff and we like pack probably two years ago we're trying to start that little war but we all have a team we all have a rugby league team that we follow whereas the other way around they don't really even give us a time of day where they have a soccer team where they don't probably don't even watch soccer but they have a soccer team they support the Socceroos but when it comes to the Wallabies a lot of them don't really care about the yeah I'd probably say that um, a lot of the generic league fans don't actually really like sport. They just like going for their league team. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I love watching every. I watch every sport. I watch soccer. I watch darts. I watch snooker. I watch motorsport. I watch league. You know, I watch sport because I like sport. Yeah, I actually don't reckon league people like sport. They just like rugby league. Yeah. Um, so that's where I have an issue with it. It's like, yeah, oh, it's shit. Oh, when was the last time you watched a league game, a union game? They, have, they haven't watched it. So. Yeah. I mean, that's not the point we were get making, but, you know, like, good on them. Um, good on them for, for doing that. You know, there's nothing wrong with expanding your skills. And, I mean, 
it'd be awesome to see Jordy Barrett play for the Storm yeah. at the back end of his career or something like that. Like, I wouldn't have a problem with that. Yeah, I think, like you said, like teams should be partnering up, like crossover, just like how, you know, these a lot of our clubs are partnered with Japanese rugby clubs. I think some of our clubs should be partnered with NRL clubs to give, like, if you're a rugby, like, I don't know if how you were as a kid, I always wanted to be a rugby player in both codes. I wanted to try, you know, rugby league and then also switch to union, which I actually did, but lower grades but um, I think they should give their players the opportunities because these players want to like Marky Mark perfect um, example he's always wanted to go to league he's had a uh, played league in his yeah. juniors as well and a lot of these kids would have played both codes growing up um, so giving those players the opportunity yeah. to go over for one season go over for two seasons but also come back to your club so I think they should have that partnership and it also brings in their fans, like the NRL fans, they if they were your club's partnered with a certain Super Rugby team, then they're coming in to support um, the Super Rugby team as well. So, yeah, I don't think we should be battling them. I think because if we are, we're going to lose. We're always going to lose in Australia to Rugby League. Um, but, yeah, we need a partner. We need a partner with them. Like, I love what they're doing in Las and, Vegas. And, like, and, yeah, like, I and like even for me, like, just going back to that, like, growing up, I played both. Yeah. And I probably played, you know, I played rep stuff in both of it. And all playing both sports growing up um, it's helped me so much um, in what I do. Is it like it's a pretty funny thing, and it's probably to the detriment of my rugby career. I probably play rugby union like a league at yeah. times, and I probably played league like a rugby union player. Yeah. But <laughs> like what what that which is you know there's not neither here nor there. But you know you learn how to tackle differently different sports. Um, I mean, it's a it's a world where we can we're so lucky we've got two sports that are so similar that we can coexist in yeah. in this um, thing. And Australia, like Australia, is such a big market. Really, when you think about it for sport, we all watch sport, we all play it. Yeah. But the world's such a big market for it. So yeah. Um, yeah. And like for on the Mark situation, like good on him going over there. I know we did write it down, but I think it just shows you the fucking shit out of rugby Australia has that we've oh. come out and said, oh, you know. Yeah. Oh, it's a, it's a big. It's, oh, we'll be okay. Yeah. Of course we'll be okay. But why can't, why can't we publicly come out and say, yeah, we're disappointed, we're upset. Like I would actually have more respect going, yeah, we're so, you know, we tried, or may, maybe if they even came out and said we didn't do enough. Yeah. Like, let's own, let's own up to the things now. You know, there's not, we're not pointing fingers anymore. Let's own it. And, you know, that's a big loss because that's a, that's a top four winger in Australia for me. Yeah, and even like. I know Phil War's um, comment was a little bit PC, and you know a little bit political as well in his reply, but I think they should have went out to show that we actually want him and that he's actually one of the big dogs in, in Rugby Australia. And he didn't come up the, yeah. you know, he wasn't spoon-fed. He, was, he didn't have the easy way straight from high school. Uh, he did make the under-20s, but he didn't go. It took him like two seasons in Shoot Shield for Eastwood to actually find his yeah. way in Rugby Union to try and, and cement his spot in the Waratahs and had a one breakout season and then into the Wallabies and then he was on his way. To what it is now, um, but yeah, the the way that they um, handled it, the way they said, you know, they at least wish him well and like be a person rather than just be PC in the media, which kind of sucks. But yeah, even if it was the case that it just came down to that he just wanted to go play rugby league and try it, and came down not to select him. Yeah, which it quite possibly could be that he just wanted to have a crack at something else. Like, yeah, man, I'm looking forward to seeing him go because he'll probably carve up and then. As, as all rugby union players do because we're way better athletes and leagueies but let's not get oh, into that oh mate that's been that's been grinding my gears a few times I've had to stop myself from trying to join these little battles in the comments because so, yeah. a lot of leagueies a lot of leagueies in the comments are going oh what's he going to do I've seen the Wallabies play in the World Cup and none of them were good he won't be he won't be any good I'm like fucking hell mate if you watch him what he did to the All Blacks over in uh, Dunedin and just just what he's done the last two seasons, he's he's going to be that guy in rugby league. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we're going to be paying yeah. overs to get him back. Yeah, big time. I just had something funny, um, a little funny thing that I've noticed, a little trend. Um, there's obviously been lots of different changes in the structure of um, Australian rugby and the, the you know the landscape they're in. Um, there's one man who I find very funny i've seen him speak at uh, a few lunches is um googie harrison yeah. he seems to have his name down for every single job that's been offered in the last five months i saw that he was down for the high performance manager 
I saw it was out to be the chairman of the board. Googie has got his fingers in every pie, and I'm loving it. I'm loving saying that Googie had his head in, you know, he's had his hat in his race and he's pulled out. Um, even if it, like, it's probably legit, but it just seems like such a thing for him to do. Um, everything that's come out, he's always mentioned as like the third candidate. For it. Um, so, uh, to me, at that point, I wouldn't have been surprised if he was coaching the Wallabies at the moment. With the stuff I've been reading, and um, quick shout out to Googie. He's, he's one of the great, the great, um, great characters of our game that we're kind of we don't have characters like that these days. But mate, just to see his name and everything has cracked me up recently. <laughs> Oh fuck, that's funny. And we've also on that as well. We've also got him. We've got him in some. We've got him in some Norse group that we added into him ages ago, and it, it starts up one of those groups that starts up every six months. He always replies. If you tag him, go Justin. Can you tell Sunny Bill to shut up? He'll reply. <laughs> funny. He's fucking gold. He's good. Fuck, I love him. Uh, all right, uh, let's uh, finish off with your top five. What was your top five topic this week? Um, top five personal hates of preseason. Ah, nice. Bit of head noise. What do you got? Bit of, bit of head noise at the moment. So um, my f- number five is passing. Um, you know, when you come back to preseason, all you do is the five passing. Um, just hands passing. Yeah. I mean, for a bloke like me that doesn't pass much in the game, I've got a pretty good left to right. Blows my mind that people still can't pass left to right. Um, very painful, very um, frustrating, and it's like, can we start doing a few like blocker moves or something different? But you're just doing five passing for an hour and a half every session. It feels like four, and this was pretty low, um, and you'll see why it's low. Is running. Um, you know those first couple of sessions back when you start running um, in preseason. And the next day you wake up, you've usually got sore calves, but like fucking what, your back hurts or your side hurts or your neck hurts for some yeah. reason because you haven't run. Um, I know most people probably have been kept running, but I probably haven't <laughs> run since round 18 last year. Number three is uh, the, the um, inverted commas when people go, this year. When they go, this year we're going to do this. This year we're going to do that. This year instead of this last year. I fucking hate it. It's fucking December. It's hot. We don't need to talk about next year. Let's just run and kick the footy and have a bit of fun. Yeah. Um, next is uh, two. Um, I experienced it in Brisbane last week, but the heat. Um, it's been pretty hot down here in Sydney. Something about playing footy and doing preseason. It's just always like tomorrow's going to be 40 degrees in Sydney. Like, Every time you have a pre-season day training, it seems to be the hottest day of the week. And um, the s don't seem to back off the running uh, <laughs> running Ks in your legs for that. They're still yeah. pricks. And the last one is um, the last one is a little bit more for the people like me and maybe some of the lazy people like Nathan Russell, um, is the Christmas break. So we've done six weeks of pre-season, and this is my most hated thing. You've done six weeks of pre-season, Done heaps of running. Like yesterday, I was kind of in the middle of the running block out of the people. So I wasn't right at the back, which was nice for once. But now we're going to go into a three-week Christmas break. I'm going to do fuck all, and then I'm going to have to come back, and they're going to up the tempo. So Christmas break. Please, even if there was three blokes training down there on Christmas Day, I probably would do it just so I didn't have to fucking redo. It turns into having two pre-seasons. Yeah. So that's my top five hates of pre-season. Uh, <laughs> one thing I don't miss is pre-season. It's the main reason why I switch. Yeah. I switch from league to union. That league preseason is a fucking joke. Like so many times, and I was in fat club as well. So we were already training four times a week, and then we had fat club on Saturday mornings. Just biggest head noise. Like you get in the car after an, uh, a fitness sesh, cardio sesh, and you're just shaking. You can't you can't drive yet because you're just shaking. Your body's shaking. Fucking. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know how you. I don't know how you guys do it up there though. But we've done it. Probably the first time in the last couple of years we've got um, uh, Colts and Grade doing it together, which is you know there's not much contact, so it's okay. But um, we're doing like a little bit of fifteen on fifteen last night, and um, when you look around and no one's talking, and you're like, "Fuck!" Like just say something yeah. in the drills. Like the Colts are all out of school, and there's an overweight third grade number eight yelling at them <laughs> to get in position. Like it's probably a bit of a shock to the system, but like. Man, I think everyone just said, just talk. If you're a young cult, a young grade to cult, cult to grade, sorry, just talk. Yeah. It's so annoying when you're doing drills and they don't talk. It's because so, they're yeah. scared, mate. They're nervous. That would have been me. I, would, I remember That's I it, was Mark. just quiet. 
But that's a good top five. Shout out. Who are you shouting out this week, mate? Quick shout out. I didn't know he would actually listen to the podcast, but you bring it up. He's um, our first grade um, uh, Ford's coach. He's the worser Callaway. Um, Nick Callaway, he, uh, quick shout out to him. He did say that he gets a little bit of amusement out of it. And he did, yesterday, he did 170 holes or something for golf. I don't think it was that many, but he did 170 holes of golf in a row for the Council Council. So Oof. out there doing the good stuff. And um, uh, he's, uh, I'm going to now anoint him Norse number one pack fan. So congratulations, oh, Kels. <laughs> shout out to Kels. All right, mate, thanks for joining us. And uh, we'll catch you next week. <laughs> We've only got one question and confession. Uh, this one is a confession question. Another unhelpful rugby advice. Hey guys, I've loved the unhelpful advice you've been giving people and thought you boys might be able to help me out. I've been seeing a guy who plays in the men's team at my rugby club. Despite my initial intentions of just friends with benefits, I'm starting to fall for him. He doesn't know my feelings have gone from casual to serious and I don't want to scare him off. I know he still talks to other girls because he tells me about them and I pretend like I'm talking to other guys but really I've put all my eggs in his basket. Should I confess my feelings to him or should I leave it? Depends (laughs) if you want to get heartbroken or not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, why not, you know? Uh, Shoot your shot. Um, Hey, maybe he's pretending that he's talking to other girls because he doesn't want to get hurt. Know what I mean? They might be similar. Of course, man. <laughs> um, I reckon, yeah, just shoot your shot. And uh, the worst that can happen is you get your heart broken. So yeah. I reckon do it. Yeah, heartbreak makes it makes your heart tougher too. So there's a win-win. Yeah. Exactly right. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say I'm with Ryan on this one for the first time ever. I, I say uh, just let him know. Let him know. And if not, then uh, go boof the rest of his uh, mates at his club to uh, give it back to him, make him feel bad. <laughs> I wouldn't do yeah. that, but yeah, there's some advice if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> All right, before we get into Ben Tune, shout out, who you shouting out this week, mate? Shout out to the Wynnum Bugs. They got their sign on at the moment, um, and I've moved over this side of town. So if you're, if you're around the Bayside area, even further, come down and have a run at the Wynnum Bugs. Uh, they tried to poach me. I said, mate, I'm fucking old as fuck, bro. And uh, so, sorry, but yeah. Get, get involved, uh, get around them, and um, up the bugs. Up the bugs. Uh, my shout out uh, once again is to everyone that's been uh, showing us love and buying up, whipping up some merch. Um, we'll get some uh, sneaky discount codes for the boys to uh, put up on their close friends uh, for a bit of a further discount. Jump on and uh, get the discount code for this week, uh, Noonga Pigs. And also yeah. get your tickets to Perth Sevens and get around the boys and girls at the end of Jan. Come on, guys, just get right in there. Buy as much merch as you possibly can because... All that money goes to uh, buying a Sionia fan. Look at him sweat. <laughs> yeah, I'm fucking right. <laughs> and uh, have you got a Ben Tune of the Week or I'm going to go to my uh, like? Try, try this one. This is in the archives. Bayana. Thanks for joining us this week, guys. Make sure you like, subscribe. Make sure you whip up some, uh, whatever, I don't know what I'm saying. Thanks, Ryan, for calling in. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Ironside. And we'll see you next week.